you've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not what <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. <laughs> Everybody, and we're back with another episode of In Theaters Now because the new Halloween movie came out. So of course we're gonna fucking do an In Theaters Now. Why wouldn't we do an In Theaters Now? It's Halloween for God's sake. Uh, so it's pretty good. Is <laughs> what is what uh, I think the general consensus is. Is pretty good to great between me, Brian, Scott, and our In Theaters Now guest, Katie. Hooray! And she's, she's awake. I promise. I thought it was great. I'm here. I thought it was great. So let's do what we always do with this. Um, we'll have maybe like five minutes of just a quick, you know, give me a minute or two of what you thought about the movie without doing any spoilers. And then we'll basically declare everything beyond that point. If you haven't seen the movie, go see the movie uh, and then come back. So we'll start with our guest, Katie. All right. Um, I love the movie. Um, seeing it for a second time was, um, it was so awesome. <laughs> I've never walked out of a movie feeling so powerful in my life. Like this movie made me feel so powerful. Like at the end, like, Oh, you just feel so good. Um, it's just, it was, the pace was perfect. Everything about it was just great. Like there weren't there weren't any scenes in the movie where I'm like I was like oh well they could have cut that or oh that's like too long, whatever. But it just was just a good time. Um, I seriously couldn't recommend it more. I definitely will be seeing it a couple more times in theaters for sure. All right, uh, Brian, you're the other one who really loved this movie, so let's go with you as well. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was I thought it was fucking great. Um, Halloween is is one of my one of my favorite movies and um I feel like Halloween started to get it didn't have as many bad movies as Nightmare on Elm Street or uh, Friday the 13th but Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th Saving Grace was the 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 worst that they got the more fucking bonkers that they got you know and and Halloween just 
became stale in like a bad movie, obviously, other than the one with Josh Hartnett. And then this one I just <laughs> thought was fucking great. And I am full faith. I don't care what genre. If I see a comedian or any type of comedian that is going to direct or writer direct a movie, they have my attention because they have not let me down this year or the past two years, I'll say. And I'm really going to keep quiet until we can talk about spoilers because I don't like anything ruined for me. So like, so yeah, I, uh, I really liked it. I loved it. So Scott, <laughs> you were fairly lukewarm on, well, not lukewarm. No, but you, no. you didn't think it was great. So and no, no, I'm I kind thought of it was, there with you. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess I would say good, not great. So yeah. I, I want, so spoiler free. Hmm. I like the Easter eggs. I like the kills. Although I think there are way too many of them, and we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I like the. It feels more like Halloween Four than Halloween Seventy Eight to me, which Halloween Four is my favorite of the of the franchise. So I guess I'm okay with that. I and I also feel like I, I like the fact that you have a lot of strong female characters. I do okay. like that, but like the the it's really hard because I don't think that the good outweighs the negative for me. And I don't know if a lot of that is expectation or what I, you can't, you can't please everybody, you know, and especially with 40 years of, of hype and rewriting the concepts behind the franchise and all that. I mean, I guess if we're thinking about it compared to the Friday the 13th remake in what was that? 2000 seven or eight yeah something like that it's it's light years better than that it's light years better than the jackie earl haley uh nightmare Nightmare. remake um you know it's it's the best remake if we're talking about like a remake slash sequel it's the best but it's not something that i am going to be like obsessive about and rewatch a lot i may rewatch it as much as i watch halloween 2 you know like it's not not even in the top three for me uh, and for me, I mostly loved it. I had a big old smile on my face during during most of it because I love slasher movies and seeing a slasher movie done sincerely is really, really fun. My biggest issues of the movie, uh, spoiler free, is that I feel like there's a couple characters that just kind of disappear mid movie. Yeah, it, I have that exact and, same feeling. And there's like no real explanation why they're just gone. And. I think that the trailers were a huge disservice to most of the scares in this movie. I feel like the trailers showed way too much of the Michael Myers mayhem. And it kind of like, I kind of knew where things were going because of the trailers. And that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Uh, But at this point, we're going to say that we're about to dive into this uh, in a very spoilerific kind of way. So... If you haven't seen it yet, because we're going to drop this either Saturday night or Sunday morning, and there's a good chance you didn't get to see it in the, le- the next the last 48 hours, hold off and come back in a in a couple days when you've seen it. So, let's talk about Halloween 2018. Can we talk about theater experiences first? Okay, sure. yeah, because I wish that I had seen this in an Alamo draft house as opposed to in a theater where there was a woman in front of me texting the entire fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I think I sat next to a Scott in the theater, so that was an interesting thing. Like a guy named Scott or a guy that is annoying like me? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so every time, like every time the score played, this dude was bobbing his head like he was at a fucking show. Okay, that's I would never do that. So into it. Why do you think that's what I'm like when I go to a theater? <laughs> Katie, sorry, that's that's a Matt Kelly if I ever heard of one. That is a I psychopath. Was, <laughs> I was I was like so into how good the music was, and I mean it's just recycling most of the themes. It's, but I was like, yeah, it's the exact same fuck shit. Yeah, I was really um, underwhelmed by the music actually. Did y'all have uh, like an opening? Like, did they actually show like, I don't know if this is just a draft house thing, uh, but they had like a um, intro video into it. Did y'all have that? No, no. I didn't get one of those. That's definitely I just got some trailers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got some so, trailers and then two British people doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought, 
I thought that they took the most artistic approach, like bonkers artistic approach ever um, when I saw it. Because as soon as the movie started, you just heard the speaker go out. And then you just heard... And it went through Blumhouse. It went through everything. And everyone's like, what the fuck? But then the first shot is a clock. And we're like, holy shit, that's super dope. And then people are talking and you're just hearing this click noise. <laughs> then everyone was so upset because they realized that the sound went out. And it was like it was like the ending of it was like the ending of Indiana Jones. Like everyone's just like, don't look at the screen. Stop it. <laughs> Stop the movie. <laughs> So there is nothing better to me than angry, upset nerds on an opening night. It's going to be in my head all day. They like have like this video thing of like Michael Myers face. It's like so hard to explain, but it's like the full score. And then there's like some talking in it. It honestly sounds like an intro or like right before a breakdown of like an EDM song. It's so stupid. That's like what was happening. And then it was like kind of like strobe light. It was like so bright on the screen and dark. And it was just like strobe lighting. And then when it finally ended, like the score ended, the lights came on and there was a Michael Myers like in our theater, like an actual one, like standing right in front of the screen. And you didn't know he was there because it was pitch black. And then it just the lights all came on and you got to see him. It was fucking awesome. I mean, that sounds pretty cool, but I just want, I, I just wanted to see a movie at four in the afternoon. I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we start off. We've got these two British journalists who are one says that he's doing a podcast. The other says that she's doing investigative journalism. I'm assuming that's supposed to be like a serial type show. Yeah, um, something I would listen to. Probably. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so they're there and. This scene, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen basically this entire sequence because it's how all the trailers open up with him holding the mask out to Myers and he's not reacting, but all the people are going crazy around him. And then I love the opening credits with the like decayed pumpkin in reverse as it like grows yeah. back. Oh, yeah, pumpkin. same. I thought that was really, really cool because I love I, I feel like later films kind of got away from the like shot of a pumpkin for the opening credits song but to me that's always like i'm okay if every halloween movie opens with a pumpkin in the corner i mean it's <laughs> one of the things that makes the original great i that yeah. that intro is so fucking awesome so is it the intro to four or five where it's just like the sound of of like slashing and there's a knife flash and then there are, it's it's just that they're carving a pumpkin is it that might four? be i might no be that's five. five that's five i, say, that's I think the four still does the pumpkin <laughs> Um, no, the, the actual intro credits for four is the best thing of the entire franchise. It's where it's showing all the, um, all the Halloween vignettes, like, you know, um, pumpkins on stoops and scarecrows and, oh, that's right. Five, actually five has my, that's the best thing about five actually is the intro because five is a pretty mediocre film, but, um, yeah, it's got a great intro. I, I do also like the intro to Halloween 2008. It was very cool. But I, uh, here's one thing. They sped up the theme song for this, and it's too fast. In my in my opinion, as a soundtrack enthusiast, as well as a guy trying to write soundtracks, um, it, it, it slash, felt very... Slash movie theater headbutt banger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to forgive Katie for saying that guy was me. That's all right. I'll live with it. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> life ruiner anyway so i i i don't know i i really like the halloween theme i like the halloween music but i felt like in retrospect the speed of the theme in the intro here really is a precursor to the kind of frenetic feeling of this movie uh, this this take on halloween is definitely not it kind of toes the line between the original, like the John Carpenter style and the Rob Zombie style, which is probably why Brian loves it because he loves Rob Zombie. But I don't like the Rob Zombie Michael Myers because first of all, it's hyper brutal. And I don't give a fuck about like the reason why Michael is the way he is. You know, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. 
Um, I don't like the rewriting of that character in the Rob Zombie version, but I also think that the 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 tempo of Halloween is supposed to be more suspenseful, kind of monotonous, more like creeping dread instead of gah, gotcha, you know? Yeah. It's it, I think it's hard to do in 2018. That's why like I I didn't go in expecting a slow burn. The one thing that I liked that it really went against and and kind of did its own thing is I feel like post there was a certain point like maybe post 2000 the thing with slashers because I always love slashers but the thing that always seemed to bother me about them was it was very simple when you're watching a slasher movie it's a bloodbath so if you don't see someone die on camera that person is alive and it's gonna it's gonna make you think they died and then they're gonna come back and the fact that it it showed a lot of deaths, but it really didn't show a lot of the deaths also, or it it would be very far non gruesome, like him bashing the guy's head in or, you know, I, I, I really respected a lot of the off screen deaths that you just kind of saw and, and how a lot of it just was paying homage to, to, to most of the movies. You know, I feel like mo- uh, I, there is definitely a, a Halloween three Easter egg in there. Um, yeah. The, with the masks i don't know man i love the pacing and honestly i love rob zombie um my thing with with halloween is john carpenter's thing with halloween is 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 rob zombie really broke um the whole basis for for the original halloween because john carpenter's big thing was like he wanted a character that just killed there's no backstory there's no reason he is just an evil person and it and it was believe it or not to get like a fun fact, but I found out that it was um, really due to him growing up during the civil rights movement in the South and him just seeing like what he felt was just people that were pure evil um, with no basis behind it. It's not like they had these fucked up childhood. It's not like, you know, all this stuff that Rob Zombie really portrayed. Um, So that's my only, that's my only quarrel with Rob Zombie's horror, uh, Halloween. But for the most part, yeah, I like the gory stuff. I can say that. Well, and I, so as I mentioned, I think that there are far too many kills in this movie. I did a mental count as I was going through the movie, so I might have missed one or two. But I think that we were at like seventeen or eighteen kills in this movie. Yeah, this ain't your mama's Michael Myers. But the thing yeah. is, is that it's too much. Yeah, it's no, way I, too fucking yeah, but much. also at the same it's, time, it's I not too with- over dramatically gory. I feel as if like a lot of the deaths, like that's how it would look like in real life. Uh, the, this movie is really, really gruesome. The, yeah, yeah the, I was you, say, a lot of the like kills the teeth, are the, the, yeah, there's the teeth scene. There's the the head. I mean, I loved it. The head but smash is great, but that's well, really. I was gonna say that was a very trauma head uh, smash. Yeah. But I was I was gonna say the the head on the head that the head jack o' lantern. That was like, ridiculous. Oh, that was that was a, that was. I think that that was the homage to six. Yeah, I loved it, and I I, I was like, that's awesome. But I also was like, that ain't my Michael Myers, though. He my Michael Myers is good. Yeah, he's not going to take the time to to funnel out a head so that it's a jack-o'-lantern. He's just going to kill and then move on to yeah, the next Yeah, think about how much time yeah, it would like, take the, to, like, to do that. Even with the teeth pulling thing. I don't know if you've ever seen anyone pull teeth out of stuff. But it, like, I don't know if anyone's seen sharp objects. But teeth pulling is fucking hard. And so I'm guessing it would take a really yeah. long time to get that much out. There's no way he just reached into the guy's mouth and just yanked it out. Well, and that's and and that's the only thing that I I, I agree with Scott. It's very like uh, I posted an article on the page about how there's a theory that the Michael Myers in parts four through eight is actually an android built by Silver Shamrock, which explains the like extreme human strength that he has. Uh, and he does just have like this weird like it, it doesn't feel like the slow, methodical Michael Myers that I loved, but my favorite moments in the movie is like what Brian said. Like there's these, there's these beautifully set up shots in the movie that I adore. Like when he's talking, when she's asking to go to the bathroom and just faintly in the distance, you see Michael Myers beating the the mechanic to death. Um, or there's that long single shot of him walking into the shed, grabbing a hammer, getting into the person's house killing that person, grabbing the knife, going out the door and going into the next house. 
And like, that's the Michael Myers that I think of. Like he just moves, okay, he so kills, he moves. Like, how many people gasped in your theater when you heard, when the baby started crying? That was, oh, yeah. that was one of my favorite parts because nothing sacred, you know, I keep saying, yeah, we saw like, so anymore, child to death. And we're already. like, yeah. I was like, oh, we're at a point where we kill babies in horror but now. And like everyone got tense. Doesn't fucking kill the baby, which is stupid. Um, like, okay, this is, this is where <laughs> baby we're getting in. Well, no, no, no. It's not that I hate babies. Um, the, the <sighs> Now that we're talking about it, I'm getting really frustrated with the directorial and writing decisions that were made for this film. Because this film is supposed to be more, it's supposed to be the spiritual end of the series. And I get it. It feels like that in the third act. But the second act is fucking dumb. Like, first of all, I, I can accept Michael killing um, people in an opportunistic way so that he can get a new tool. So he kills the kid. I, I love the fact that the first on-screen death is a child. That's awesome. Because yeah. that actually sets the stage for like, he. No one, nothing is sacred, no one is safe. Fine. I also love the fact that you get the Halloween 4 references at the gas station because he kills the mechanic and takes his uh, takes his overalls. Um, I, I love the fact that we get the bathroom kills, which are an H2O reference. Yeah. Um, we also get the resurrection church, which is obviously a five reference. Um, and I like the fact that each kill, he gets something new. He's like leveling up. So he gets the car from the kid to the truck to get to the gas station, gets the overalls and the mask goes on. And then he goes, he gets the hammer, bludgeons a woman and takes her knife. That I get. Like, I get all those kills, right? That's a lot of kills, but I get it. But then we get him going and just stabbing a woman in the neck in front of her window for no reason. I hate that. He does not kill her baby. I really hate that. A lot of the shit that happens, or I'm sorry, he he doesn't kill the baby, and then he goes next door and stabs that woman in the neck. A lot of that is just kind of like carnage for its own sake, and that's not what Halloween has ever been about, ever. I, I agree. I agree with that. But I also want to say that I really like, again, little directorial stuff like following the girl as she's looking out the window. And in the distance, you can just kind of see the silhouette of Mike Myers walking towards the house. And like there are like these really complicated, well set up, timed out sequences that I like. Uh, but I do agree with you that like also I kind of thought the CGI neck uh, knife through the neck did not look that no it looked bad i was like oh (laughs) the rest but that's that's what's so good about the gore in this movie is that when they get it right it's it it, it's cringe inducing it's like when you see the fucking head in hereditary um Mm -hmm. it's just it's not an act of violence it's the result of an act of violence and it is so asshole puckering like the guy with his jaw ripped open at the gas station because you find out later they took they took his teeth or the um the hunter dad's neck oh yeah, yeah. Holy oh yeah good god yeah see i uh, love that I, though that's what i want from a halloween movie is i don't want to see i mean like it's cool when he was bashing the journalist in the face um against the wall that's totally fine because that is like a michael myers thing that he did in you know like four you, you know, like you got a th- some guy got a thumb through the forehead in four, so it's not <laughs> out of the well. Even the gas station but. attendant, the guy that the the cashier, his like he that's what, yeah, his jaw, like that's where the teeth came from. Yeah, yeah. See, but to to defend the baby again, <laughs> uh, I, I want to defend the baby because I get that it doesn't really make sense. I feel like that was a scene written specifically for the audience to get the audience tensed up to think that it's going to happen and not happen and spoiler alert from a different fucking show, but you've had two years like the ending. If anyone's seen Ozark, the ending of season one, this pastor's wife gets took and he doesn't know where oh, she fuck is. Yeah. He's got this zombie fucking look on his face. Like he's just lost all hope. And he takes his child, this, this small baby and he takes it to a river and he just holds it underwater. And it, and it just, you're just watching this guy drown his child. And then he, it's, it turns out to be a baptism, but like the way that it's shot and the tension, you're just so uncomfortable. Like, am I watching it? Am I about to watch a baby fucking get murdered? 
And then it turns out to be something completely different where, you know, it's like, I, I like that tension and I kind of get what they're saying as far as like the kills were over dramatic, but it, but like the, like the doctor said, it's like, yeah, this guy, this is a serial killer. This is a guy who's got a thirst for blood that kept still and quiet for 40 years. And now that he started, he is not stopping until he gets stopped. Like he so is to go on that, they really humanize him a lot. Um, and, and scenes like, like how you were saying, kind of like where he was like getting like the overalls and getting his mask again and stuff like that. In a lot of movies, they don't show how they get to scene to scene. And in that one, they show him driving up in, I, was it a Bronco that he was driving? He like drives up in a, in a truck and then you see it all in the background and then you see how he's getting to place to place. And then there's the scene where they hit him and he's just walking down the street. And so a lot of those things, they don't show kind of like the background of what they're doing. They just show up places and you're like, well, how awkward was it for this fucking giant man to walk down the street and no one noticed? So here's the one thing that I kind of didn't want or or I guess I I'm fine. that They went in this direction, but there was part of me that really hoped the whole movie. They keep talking about Laurie Strode and Michael Myers and, and the relationship between them and and what I really wanted it to end up being was that to Michael Myers, he don't give a fucking shit about Laurie Strode. She's just another body that he's going to kill, but to her, he's everything. You know what I mean? Like that, but it does kind of end implying like, no, he is trying to get to Laurie, which I like. Okay. So I like your idea, Matt. I like the concept, but if you're going, to, you have to have a motive, like even yeah. for something like the shape, you need a motive. And his motive is his killing spree has always been not because they're blood, but rather because she he she's an object of obsession. Yeah. And I don't think that you can animate the shape to do what he does in the first Halloween or this one other than. He okay, so if we're taking away the and I'm totally fine with the fact that they are erasing all of the hereditary, not hereditary, the movie, but rather the, the bloodline thing that they did from two on. I'm okay with that, I'm totally fine with it. Um, a lot of the comments though were too on the fucking nose in this movie. Like, first they make that joke about, like, oh, I thought it was his sister, and they're like, oh, people just made that up, and then other times she's like, oh, you're the new Loomis. Some of that shit is way too meta for a Halloween movie. I just don't yeah. think that it's 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 poorly placed. And I feel like that's Danny McBride that did those. Yeah, like, that but I think that like he's well. And it's funny because Danny McBride uh, and I said this to Scott in our chat the other day. I love that this movie's doing well enough already that, you know, David, David Gordon Green is like, I want to do a Ghoulies or a Critters movie next. And like Danny McBride's like, I want to write a new Phantasm movie. I think Danny McBride would be actually better suited writing a bonkers Phantasm movie. Like, I will watch the shit out of Danny McBride's Phantasm Only movie. if it's like Phantasm 2 style. If it's <laughs> Phantasm 1, I don't think that there's there's not enough humor in there for him to 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 do it. I think that he he's just too humorous. Yeah. Uh, which I do want to say, I love that little black oh I was going to say, I, I, I could have watched him the entire movie. He was he so was all right. fucking funny to me. Okay. Uh, I so loved it. That girl, that blonde girl is a, um, she is, tell me if I'm wrong. I think that she's a reference to the blonde girl that in the devil costume in Halloween five, she looks just like her to me. It could be, um, the, her, sto I liked her stoner boyfriend a little bit. Dave, he was, but he was a reference to the, the boyfriend, in uh his outfit even was a reference to the guy in Halloween five. That's why I'm pretty sure they, yeah, that they might fuck be in the yeah. barn and then he gets a uh a, a, a pitchfork through his chest. That guy plays the exact same character in the movie Blockers earlier this year as well. So I feel like he's already getting himself tight casted as like stoner guy. <laughs> yeah. Um but he like I I actually really enjoyed the actual babysitter sequences where I was like, okay, yeah, she's babysitting. We're good. But one of the things that bummed me out, and I talked about characters that just disappear is like, why tell me one good reason why Cameron doesn't get killed in this movie and just fucking disappears after yeah. everything that he does like that. 
I there has to be a deleted scene somewhere. I think where they Cameron wrote him. I think because, they wrote him in because or backtracked to that scene and wrote him in because they felt there they probably wrote the best friend death on the fence first and they were like, oh fuck, well how do we get to, to here? And then, okay, well, let's put in a shitty yeah. boyfriend and to have her not have a phone. And, yeah, and, and you got to understand that also Lori is still the target for the most part. So, so Michael it, doesn't know about Lori's daughter or granddaughter. So yeah. why would he kill Allison's best friend? No fucking point. Um, There's no point. He just happened to be there. <laughs> no, but the, the, that, that makes no sense. I know that you're just making a joke, but like that's my th- – it, it infuriates me that this movie is supposed it's like too much fan service they're like oh you want deaths we're gonna give you fucking 17 deaths oh you want you want babysitter death we're gonna kill this babysitter who's best friends with the granddaughter of laurie strode but michael myers doesn't even know anything about laurie strode all he knows is you know i just it boggles my mind this that some of the writing uh, the writing decisions that were greenlit you know like uh, so so I was so pissed at the in the first act when they're like gonna move Michael Myers on Halloween Eve. And I'm like, who would agree to that? And then, you know, obviously it makes sense because his crazy doctor wanted to see him in the wild, and that's why like I also wasn't that was not made clear enough, in my opinion, that that he was the mastermind behind Michael getting loose. Was it not? Yeah, until and in, I, I it's not mean, clear enough. for me, I was like, okay. Once he killed the cop, I was like, yeah. oh, I got it. Okay. <laughs> it also makes no sense. If he got fucking shot in the shoulder, how would he be able to pick up 280 pound Michael Myers, who's comatose? Adrenaline. And put him in the back oh. of a car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You could lift a car <laughs> off a of baby, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Michael Myers and they would just eat that baby and go kill someone else. Uh, yes, that's true. The ba- Michael Myers would be like, "Car's already got this baby handled. I'm just gonna keep moving." <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we do get the Halloween three reference with the kids dressed up in the masks from yep. the third movie, which is yes. cool. I- I'm missing. I think that all I'm missing is a. Um, I didn't really catch for sure an H six reference or an H two reference. I, I would I could 100% do without an H6 reference. Yeah, I was going to say, I think they definitely were like, hey, know what we shouldn't refer to? The cult that forced Michael Myers to be evil. <laughs> no, no, that, that, but the Easter eggs, I'm sure that there's an Easter egg for every single movie. Didn't you say, I caught... the, uh, didn't you say the 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 Capo Lantern was like a reference to H6? <laughs> I I think, but dude, I haven't watched H6 yeah, since I, I was in high school. One. Yeah, I avoid yeah. that one like the fucking plague. So like. Yeah, I watched it like two years ago because I heard that the producer's cut was a lot better than it is. It's not, it's not good. No, it's, it's not, not any better. But it's I have, but I also mess. still think that uh, fucking resurrection's even worse somehow. Oh yeah, resurrection resurrection's all, fucking all terrible. Just wait. Next week we will have a, a bonus episode where we talk about how bad resurrection is. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the cops, let, oh those cops when they're talking about their their sandwiches and the banh mi peanut butter and jelly. Oh, yeah. you, those are a reference to the H5 cops because you know those- what it reminded me of though? Because I watched, I didn't think of it at the time that I was watching it, but immediately after seeing Halloween, I hung out with my friend Lisa and showed her patchwork. And that sequence reminds me so much of, of when, having, the, yeah, the, having the argument about the chicken salad. <laughs> no, it's, no, not, it's, it's, it's chicken right? sandwich. Do yeah. we, do we think because this is I don't know like some of them are like oh that's clearly a reference to this were they almost implying in a way like the ending similar to Halloween four the way that the the way that uh, Laurie's granddaughter was holding on to the to knife the knife that was a I think that that was a reference not an implication not yeah. a foreshadowing okay yeah okay. yeah because the here's the here's my thing is that this movie is way too fucking long. A two hour, this movie is like 130 minutes. It's so long. It's, it's, way it's, an, hour, it's an hour and 40 minutes long. Really? I was going to say, it didn't seem like two long. to me. Yeah, I thought it was two. I, I thought it was going to be two, but my movie, the the trailers started. Oh, there's so many trailers. Yeah, I had the like trailers started at 4.15. Yeah, I do want to talk about the trailers before we wrap up this episode, because there's at least two movies that I. We'll get to that at the very yeah, end. Yeah, we'll get there. Brian, you're talking about 
how the knife in the hand at the end is kind of an homage to to four. I absolutely agree. I think it's great. Um, I loved that ending. You know, I I think that the third act. I was gonna say, let's get to the third act because the third act I do have a lot it's, of praise for. If if they would have skipped the second for. act, this movie would have been a lot better. Like I don't care about the second act. I just want the third act. A lot of praise for the third act. One question out of it. First, first for the praise, that fucking scene. Like me and Jade both loved it, and and I know some may hate it, some may love it, but when Laurie's daughter is crying and saying like, I can't oh, yeah. do it. And yeah. then he appears and she's like, gotcha. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. dude. That scene but my made me is- tear up where she says uh happy <laughs> Halloween, Michael. I was like, fuck. Yes. I like definitely teared up 100% and I teared up both times. I saw it. <laughs> I choked up a little bit when she goes, this house isn't, uh, isn't uh, a cage. It's a trap. Yeah. So, so that, to- that my question is like, okay, so it seems like everything just fell into place perfectly. It did, yeah. Was Ron just like, listen, your husband's gonna go. Like he's was he <laughs> part of was he just part of the was Ron dying and she got over it fairly quickly, I feel like. He but also she's anyway, like, sorry, Ray, bye. See, so, Scott, I I, think- I felt for Ron because the whole time me and Jade, everything he said were like it was like Jade was looking at her future. Like, that's what I'm going to be when I'm a father, is that guy. Oh, I got peanut butter on my dick. <laughs> Who is Ron that you're talking about? Isn't that the husband's name? Ron? His name is Ray. Oh, whatever. It's I saw the movie once. <laughs> so the only reason I know this is because they spoil almost the entire movie on the soundtrack list. Um, after this, go look at the record. Um, and go look at the titles of every single um, song on there. And it literally is a like breakdown of every single scene of the movie. And it's like Ray's goodbye. Dumb. And, That's dumb. Uh, yeah, go look at it afterwards or I'll send you the link. It's like pretty like, okay, what the fuck? Because people were complaining about it on Reddit. They were like, do not look at the set. Like, do not look at the list. Don't look at the song list because it's spoiling so much. I think that's John Carpenter being pissed off. <laughs> are we are we talking scores or songs? So we're talking the, the score, scores. the score. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just I feel like who's going to look up a score list pre movie? No, they got all their <laughs> uh, they got their records before. Yeah, the, the movie. records pre order. Oh, the records they arrived oh, like Monday. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, now yeah. it makes sense. Also, one thing I really want to point out in here before we get into the third act even more is that just how they show how a victim's life is after so like a insane traumatic event, like where yeah. she has like PTSD and she's like the crazy grandmother that can't go to uh, dinners at like Chili's or wherever the fuck they're at. In uh, that she had her daughter taken away from her because she's so scared of like the boogeyman and all these things. But I mean, at the end of the day, like it all worked out, but it just, you don't really see that sometimes like where someone is so hurt from their background and such a like traumatic event that happened to them where it just ruins their fucking life. What I do appreciate, which I was afraid that they were going to do, which they do with all the sequels is like, you know, Mike Myers killed his sister. He he then came back, he escaped, and he killed four more people. So I was afraid that it was going to do what a lot of slasher sequels do, where it's like, listen, I know this happened four or five times, but let's not jump to conclusions. But immediately it was like, okay, this is a red flag. Michael yeah. Myers' name. All right, we got to look for this guy because we know what happens, which they don't do a lot in slasher movies. A lot. It's like the one guy who's like, Michael is back. And they're like, no, he's not. Will you the relax? Harbinger. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, I, that. I, I get that that is a good writing choice. Um, but you know what this movie was missing uh, is is the obligatory topless shot, uh, which everyone except for. I think, I think six has no H2O has one. No, no, yeah, you're right. Oh, oh, there is a reference to H2O when um, Lori shows up at dinner and just chugs wine because she does that when she has lunch with her boyfriend um, in uh, in in H2O, which I thought was a fun little Easter egg. But um, I was texting with Mario, and he was like, you know, he was the one who suggested that that, that they missed a, a boob shot, and I was like, yeah, for for if they're really going for the Easter eggs, you know, because like that would have made sense if. Because there's no H 
I can't catch the H2 reference. I don't know what I'm missing, but I'm pretty sure that I missed an H2 reference somewhere. But that, what we should have done is we should have had shitty boyfriend. Instead of just getting kissed on the cheek by Cheetah Girl, Slutty Cheetah, she should have walked in on him taking her bra off, and then you get that. Maybe H2's reference was just, they just chalked it up to uh, death, how he died. Oh, yeah, by it. fire, death by yeah. fire. Um, yeah, and they also said, wasn't he her sister? Or wasn't she yeah. his sister? And I guess that's yeah. an H2 reference. It just doesn't feel as, like, it doesn't seem as Easter eggy. Yeah, as it's not as subtle as yeah. the other ones were. Like a visual uh, reference. So I was going through the IMDb trivia to see if I could find if someone had already tracked some of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, no luck. But I did read that in an interview, someone had asked if Danny McBride was going to play Michael Myers in the movie because of him being like a stockier build. <laughs> and, he, and he said, fuck no, Michael Myers is supposed to be a creep with a good with good posture, not Homer fucking Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so Nick Castle, the original shape, plays the shape at the beginning, right? I think he plays. Myers. I think he plays Michael Myers without mask on. And then yeah. a stuntman plays him as soon as the mask is yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I thought. He is super imposing. Yeah. Like, they really show the size of of Nick Castle yeah, he, in this movie. ridiculous. Well, apparently... So, the other thing that I read, and I don't know... I, I'm, I'm interested, but I, I don't know where to go from here. Is they had written, like, Danny McBride... And uh, David Gordon Green had actually written two movies that they were going to shoot back to back, but decided to hold off on the second movie until they see how this one plays out. And then they can listen. They want to listen to what the fans are saying and adjust the second portion of it to fit that better. But I'm like, why would you do that? Because it feels like it's such a nice ending unless they want to go for it being... Halloween one in 78 is part one and we want to do a trilogy. And this is part two of that trilogy. But like, Hmm. it was just such a good conclusion. Like, I don't know. That makes me nervous. That they 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 can do one of two things. They can either make Lord for it to be successful. So Mr. McBride, if you're listening, you can either either make um, her granddaughter, the new Michael, which I would not advise, or already been you take this opportunity to make John Carpenter's dream come true and then just make these anthology films yeah, and, and, and just make them nothing to do with one another, but like paying homage to Michael Myers and how he got killed. And I wouldn't remake Halloween three. I was just about to suggest I would love if he did Halloween three season of the witch, as which would be cool. And, and I'm not opposed. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it, but to do your own. You know what I mean? To do your own, because here's the fucking thing. Just like our, 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 some, an episode, I don't want to give too many spoilers for an episode that's not released yet, but everyone, lo- like, I love a movie based around Halloween. I, I, I love the Halloween movies, not even so much for Michael Myers, but because they take place on Halloween. So take it, run with it. Do creepy shit on Halloween. Do fucking Stephen King's fucking Dark Tower type deal where you can make a whole fucking full circle of, of all the references, but, yeah, that's what they should do if they're going to keep making them. See, now I'm going to go in a different direction. Mr. McBride, I think what you really need to do <laughs> is introduce a cult of people who <laughs> who are what's keeping Michael Myers alive and evil. <laughs> yeah. Call it the curse, possibly. <laughs> yeah. And have Paul Rudd at his age now play a teenager. <laughs> I would not be surprised. And I'd be like, Paul Rudd looks fucking great. Wait, what if we did Michael Myers versus Ant-Man? <laughs> what if we did Michael Myers versus all of the people who are now famous but originally appeared in a Halloween movie? So you've got like Joseph Gordon-Levitt pops up, Josh Hartnett throw is in there for a little bit, Paul Rudd, Busta Rhymes, LL Cool J, they all come back. It's all of them versus Michael but Myers. Josh Hartnett shows up for a little bit, and then we have no idea what happens to him in like <laughs> ten years later. And then it's a Penny Dreadful TV show. <laughs> hey, where's Josh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to 
talk about because we're going 40 minutes. It's pretty long for one of yeah. these. Um, I'm mad that I mean, we haven't referenced the best quote in the entire. I'm going to dry. You're so getting dry fucked tonight. Right? No, that's not even it. But that was that's the, the best line. Come on. No, the one where the guy where he kisses her, where he tries to kiss her and she fucking shades him is like, nope. And then he goes, I'm so sorry. I'm just horny. All of their, what did it say? He says all of their bodies. Hold on. All of their sexy sweaty bodies got me horny or something. Uh, like that. I don't know. Got me, I think got, my got me a chubby. He says chubby. I think my favorite is I should be in bed, but I'm here cutting these nasty ass toenails. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you he says, You're gonna get killed, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> can we? Can we? That kid disappears in the movie. Oh, maybe he's the star of the next one. It's Ooh, that kid back for revenge. <laughs> I but he has to talk through the whole thing. <laughs> are we doing a role models Halloween six mashup? Yes, yes we that's, are. That's, that's, who, that's who he reminded me of, the kid from Role Models. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um McMullen right, so is real- actually Michael Myers. <laughs> Mick <All> Michael right. <laughs> Myers. <laughs> That's not even that funny. Come on. Uh, it got me good because I thought of McDonald's. Um, so uh, let's real quick. Was there any trailers that you guys saw that grabbed your attention? Because there's two that that got my attention. I'm interested in that one. What's the Possession movie? The Possession of. Oh, I didn't so see so. that one. It, it looks like. Um, the possession uh the exorcism of emily rose meets um last shift oh no 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 uh uh uh, uh jane doe what's that oh, uh, jane jane doe? yeah oh, it feels like movie. and last shift which um i liked all those movies um it might suck but i'm interested to see it i think the trailer is making it more of a jump scare movie than it probably really is i bet all the jump scares are actually in the trailer but i really am not interested in uh, the La Llorona, La Llorona, um, you know, like the 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 new James Wan piece of shit. Um, Man, you saw some really different movies than. Oh, dude, they're all the. It was all jump scare shit. Well, I'm I'm excited for Happy Birthday to you. Or Happy yeah, Death- Happy oh yeah, I saw that. Happy too. Happy Birthday to you looks delightful. I yeah. love the first Happy Death Day. I've been Except on the record for the fact that it time. spoils the first one. Oh, it totally does. And I, saw which I think is funny. I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> it's just like this is who the killer was in the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. think that was a, a great big middle finger. So for the, gonna, the Layla Ronya Lorona. Uh, movie that's like a super hardcore like legend here in like the south like like has yeah and so when you're a little kid you get told not to like go out at night or else she's gonna get you and it's fucking terrifying i didn't see either one of those fucking trailers did you guys get the escape room trailer no. i got the escape room trailer yeah that looks pretty interesting i got pet cemetery which i, I'm didn't, not, get I'm not, I didn't get any I'm, of these yeah, I got fucking Aquaman, and it just yeah, I got an Aquaman. That was a weird. So... Listen, DC, you're struggling. You're struggling to keep up with fucking Marvel. Do something different, right? So let's look at the original Aquaman. What they should do is just like fucking Marvel took a risk on fucking um, Deadpool and made it super oh, meta. Yeah. They should. They I I would prefer them to make an Aquaman, but make it like a 1960s batman well i was gonna say make it like ant-man aquaman should absolutely be ant-man he shouldn't be cool it the joke should be like this fucking dude talks to fishes yeah <laughs> like, you know what i mean like they, that they were just like so thor underwater let's yeah, do like, thor underwater and who was the rock in moana can we make him look like that okay <laughs> no one's going to that movie f- to see the writing or anything they're just going to see jason momoa see jason and Mama. that's it yeah, yeah i'm gonna go see jason momoa I know you're going to be on one of our friends podcasts about it. Maybe. Um, so uh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I got the mid nineties trailer. Um, I know Brian is stoked for that movie. Though. That I'm so super movie is so, so good. I have no interest. Yeah. I was I'm so stoked. upset that I left Austin before I could see. The I know. Oh, it was so good. Brian, you'll definitely love everything about that movie. I know I will. I'm so excited. The, so Scott and Katie, escape room (laughs) looks like the only way i can describe it is it looks like someone was like okay is there a way that we can do saw but also make it like cube (laughs) 
and <laughs> created this crazy movie where a group of people are invited to participate in an extremely immersive escape room where if you don't escape the rooms with the clues that you're given, you die. But it's starring Tyler Labine, so I'm immediately interested. Uh, uh, I was not on board until you said those two magic words. <laughs> <laughs> Chubby funny guy, I'm there. It looks if it's like anything he's... like that fucking, what was that TV show with the ghosts? Uh... Oh, Deadbeat. Deadbeat. Oh, Deadbeat was so good. Well, Deadbeat season one was so good. Yeah, I never watched season two. But... I think there was actually a third season that I didn't even watch. Oh, no, I watched season two. I didn't watch season three. Okay. Got... Brian, have you ever seen Deadbeat? I saw the first season. Yeah, yeah it's good. First season's so good. I, li- I like the first season. I just never... I, I fall off on every TV show, whether it's good or not. <laughs> unless it's about serial killers. And I, unless it's about serial killers or unless it's Big Mouth, I'll, I'll fall off on it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Halloween 2018. Thank you again, Katie, for joining us. Um, you know, final verdict, go see it. It's so rare that you get to see an honest to God slasher movie that's oh, not yeah. hyper meta in theaters. So go see it because even I, I think even Scott can admit with the complaints that he has about this movie, which I think are valid and justifiable. It was still fun to just see an honest to God slasher movie and not like, well, it's a slasher movie, but with a twist, like it was like, no, this is just a fucking this is straight track. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I am so sorry for the fact that I'm so frustrated by this movie, but it's because listeners may not know how many hours of my life have been spent watching the Halloween franchise. That's what I mean. If this movie like was a Friday Myers, the 13th Myers. remake, you would have been like, this is fucking great. This is what I wish a Friday oh, yeah. the 13th remake was. Like, oh, yeah. You're just very passionate about Michael Myers the way if that it, I... I mean, anything, anything Nightmare on Elm Street, anything Halloween... It's yeah. got to be perfect or else I'm going to have problems. That's all. That's all. But it's still, it was still a good time. You have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> you have four that I can name right off the rip. <laughs> Lock your doors, bolt your windows, and turn off the lights.
At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 